Welcome to the Unhooked Podcast, hosted by author, writer, and recovery advocate, Annie Highwater. This is a podcast of real conversations and true stories from those who have been affected by and overcome adversity. Each episode will tell real, raw, sometimes unbelievable stories, opening up the lives of a variety of guests, as well as your host. You will hear stories of despair, recovery, and triumph from people who have risen from or are making their way through wilderness experiences. The goal of the Unhooked podcast is to take a deep, productive look into topics related to addiction, alcoholism, grief, mental and emotional health, family dysfunction, codependency, conflict, and other types of affliction. The good, the bad, the dramatic, the real-life stuff that all of us face. You will hear wisdom and hope from people who are fighters, who fought to persevere through bewildering circumstances and difficult obstacles. You can contact Annie by emailing annieunhooked at gmail.com. And now, enjoy the show. Hi, welcome back to the Unhooked Podcast. And in this episode, I have a question. How many friends have deleted you this past year from social media? Or vice versa? It has definitely been a year or so, maybe more, but especially I feel like I've observed this past year a time of division and zero tolerance for anyone that has an opposing view or opinion. There seems to be a line split right down the middle um, when it comes to several issues that seem to be hot button topics, especially on social media. I recently posted a meme that said, be careful not to dehumanize those you disagree with. In our self-righteousness, we can become the very things we criticize in others and not even know it. I always have told my son, especially over the past few years as he's become more fixed and focused in his opinions, always be willing to be wrong. Because if you're fluid in that willingness, you're not going to be fixed. You're not going to be toppled over easily. You're not going to be shocked. You're not going to have a hard time owning it, apologizing, changing your position, humbling yourself. There is something about the ability to say, oh, I screwed up or, oh, I got it wrong that just makes it so much easier. And I think it makes you more respectable and and more trustworthy. I don't know what it is that um, we're not able to easily or readily admit when we've screwed up or got something wrong because the truth is every single person that's ever walked this planet has screwed up and got something wrong. But there's something called confirmation bias that I had recently explained to me. And that is where, say, you put a status out on on social media or tweeted something about a particular issue and you were somewhat aggressive or fixed and solid and strong, maybe even harsh in your opinion of it. And then you find out that you're wrong or new evidence comes in or somebody disputes it and has a, a different perspective of it. Are you able to flow with that and consider all sides of things, even as you stay fixed in your character, your conviction, your beliefs, but looking at details differently? Or do you fight even harder and rise up even more to defend your position because it's what you originally said and your pride and ego need to defend that and keep it set and concrete? It's definitely something to think about. And I know, I hope that I and that people around me in relationship with me are able to get it wrong and be honest about it and 
even kind when we do. I know some issues matter more than others, and some issues are bigger and more important and affect us in different ways. But the truth is, everybody gets it wrong sometimes. Nobody gets it right all the time. Nobody's position or perspective or belief is 100% solid right all the time. It's just not. So being humble and understanding and not self-righteous is crucial. What if I'm wrong? And what if you are? I recently had a conversation with a friend who, just to be real, I noticed a few months ago had... Uh, deleted me from social media and it's somebody that I respect and talk to you know somewhat often and had worked alongside and felt complimentary toward not super close but definitely positive and I realized you know I don't put a lot of stuff out on social media that would align with um, anything that would should be offensive or heated I, I, I do hold the position that I'm a person of faith I'm also a conservative person I'm not aggressive with those issues, however. I don't force my opinion on anybody. I don't spout them constantly. I keep them pretty private, and I allow others to have their own. I feel like everyone's able to decide certain things for themselves, whether it's politics or health or otherwise, and what somebody else believes is best for them, that's their right too, so we should just keep walking. If somebody is the polar opposite of what you believe, and that's something that doesn't really affect you on a day-to-day level, but it's their life, Why can't we just keep walking? Why do we have to tug of war and argue it out until they come to a place where they are cookie cutter agreement with us? That's just not what works for me. And I don't want to impart that on anyone else. So I was kind of confused that um, this person had removed me from social media. And it's somebody that I would think puts a lot more frequent opinions out than I do. I certainly don't put stuff out there that's opinionated more than anyone else, if at all. I don't put strong opinions out. Again, I'm pretty private. I live a hermit life. I talk about recovery and therapy and psychology and faith and my dog and my family relationships and things like that and pain I've been through, things I've overcome. But I don't put strong opinions out or beliefs or things like that just because that's really not an interest of mine to talk about publicly. I want to talk about hopeful, optimistic, overcoming things publicly. So I was, again, taken aback by that. And this person had been real honest and admitted that um, their views are the opposite of conservative, even if mine weren't really aggressively displayed. And so they were just deleting anybody that didn't align with how they think or what they believe. And this person kind of explained it that they were just stepping back from that. So, you know, I had to agree and understand because certainly when people are aggressive, I have to back off and I do what I call snooze that's available on social media or hide them so I don't have to see posts that might personally agitate me. I try not to delete or argue or anything like that. Once in a while I might comment if something, um, if I know of an article or something that relates or even opposes something that is troublesome, but it's not even very often. Um, And just to be real, I really don't understand being rude over a difference of opinion. You know, um, I'm not one to aggressively go for anyone's throat over anything, especially politics or personal health decisions or a difference difference of opinion. Um, And I post here and there, I believe, less than a lot of people. So my point is that, um, you know, I, I research probably as much as anyone. I actually do that kind of work sometimes, and my son works in that field as well. We're all, as a family, committed to health and truth um, and accurate information. It matters as much to us as anyone. Um... But I think what matters most 
is that I may find out that much of what I think or believe is 100% incorrect. Or at some point, you may find out things that you think and believe are inaccurate. And I mean, that's possible. We have to remain open to the fact that things can change or we can be wrong. You know, and maybe not about bottom line issues or beliefs, but there are definitely areas that we can be wrong or be off about a person, place, or thing. It's just possible. We have to hold that possibility near us in order to be humble and human. But that said, no matter no matter who is right or wrong, if I get it wrong or you've got it wrong or you're completely right and, and you know, maybe deserving to wave a flag in everyone's face saying, see, I was right, you know, what really remains on the other side of that, once the dust settles, is how we treat each other and how we handled it through that. You know, I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to be arrogant. I don't want to be evil. I don't want to be a right finder. You know, it does feel good to be right or to know that truth I believe is actually true, um, especially if someone's been rude or aggressive and argued with me or called me out in some way that I feel it like is in, like an interrogation or um, bullyish. I guess it does really feel good to find out I'm right and to prove it. But even still, I don't get pleasure or have pleasurable energy or feelings out of being a jerk about that. What really matters is how we treat each other. Differences of opinions it shouldn't be a threat to kindness, respect, or friendship. So I, um, I don't really understand so much division and how people can be so fixed on a point and so all or nothing about it that it will sever a friendship that's been nothing but pleasant up until that point, up until that conversation. Maybe that topic was just introduced and now all of a sudden somebody you've been pleasant with online for years you cut off or argue in spitefully with. Or somebody that you have respected and trusted and believed in your family or as a friend for years and years and years opposes where you stand on something health-wise or politically-wise and now all of a sudden you don't believe anything they say and it's all or nothing and they're cut off and we're on opposite sides of the street. You're there, I'm here, wall up. I don't understand that. I don't think that's the way it's meant to be and I'm not looking to blame any person, place, thing, political party or issue. I'm looking to look inward at each of us as individuals. I don't want to participate in that and I don't want anybody doing that to me. And if you do that to me, chances are don't come back around because I'm not going to readily receive you with warm open arms. You know, that's I do believe in forgiveness and I'm a person of faith, but I don't want to be mistreated over nothing, especially over an opinion and then act like nothing happened. Just don't do it to begin with. We can disagree and walk away without disagreeing with fists up and spitting at each other. You know, just to be real and honest, I posted something early last year, just an opinion of mine based on an article and out of nowhere, um, you know, my sister had commented on it and it had gotten quite a few comments, most of them in agreement or adding information, a couple disputing or, or skeptical, and that's all fine, always fine. Discussion is always fine. I don't get defensive when somebody questions or discusses. If you do it reasonably and respectfully, don't come at me, especially if we haven't had a conversation or you haven't commented or posted on anything in five or 10 years and out of nowhere you come at me to dispute and spitefully be right about something. Don't do that to me. I just don't get into that. But anyway, I'd had this post and put my opinion out and out of nowhere I get a message from a woman who I had sat with and 
rooms of recovery and talked about her son and grieved with her. My heart bled over her situation. I was hopeful with her and prayerful with her. When she came back sharing a victory, I celebrated with her like you do when you understand what it's like to go through family problems and overcome them. That's really the only experience I had with her. And then I see this um, message come through from her in all capital letters that said, how disappointing that you of all people are a liar that you would put toxic, poisonous information out when this or that is happening, when this or that could happen. You're selfish. You're a liar. I was, and it took my breath away. And for a second, it made me want to lunge for her throat through, through my computer. Just being real. But I had to take my 90-second um, rule and go for a walk. And then do it again and let a piece of ice melt in my hand, which I imply all of those stop skills of DBT when I'm surging with rage and I want to let somebody have it because I felt justified. I just responded um, as tactfully and gracefully as I could that I don't want to be talked to like that. I don't feel that I am incorrect. Beyond that, I am not a liar and not one thing I had said on there was a lie and that was provable. More spewing came back and just things that could happen and what might happen and who she knows has has had this or that happen. None of it really based on fact. It was all based on fear and conjecture and emotion, you know, which was fine. That's her position, but don't come at me. So um, basically it just, it severed the, the, the friendship, you know, it, which had been distant anyway. I didn't talk to her outside of those rooms. But now of course it's awkward if I see her in meetings or online or anywhere because she came at me like that, you know? And I wanted to go back at her like that because you wanna make people feel how they make you feel. And immediately fists go up when somebody comes at you aggressive. At least they do me. I'm one of six kids. I have a family that, you know, had a lot of conflict for a long time, not the best ways of dealing with things, but we would fight stuff out and I still have fight in me. I don't like it when somebody comes at me like that. But cooler heads prevailed. I walked it off and responded, you know, with something that I could live with. I always think I want to respond in a way that if somebody takes what I've said and shows it to the world, I look like I was at least humble and respectful and I did it with dignity and class, even if I'm burning alive inside. And I don't feel like that sacrifice is truth. I don't feel like that's fearful or backing down or not respecting myself. I feel like that's not jumping into the arena with somebody that does not deserve me to get down in the mud with them. That's just how it is. So that said, that was kind of a miserable experience and and aligns with exactly what I'm talking about to where we don't want to become all or nothing or so fixed on something that we will behave that way. There's there's really no acceptable reason for it. I'd had a um, friend that called me recently and he was telling me that he was so hurt um, because somebody that he had been friends with for years and years and he shared all of these memories of fishing trips and going to see Shakespeare in the park with this man and his wife and all of these uh, car rides and convertibles and things, business that they'd shared and lunches and traveling. And then one comment had been made against a, a particular political issue. And he said his friend never talked to him again and pretty much what well, is said to be ghosted him. Wouldn't return his calls or messages or emails or anything. Just cut him off silence. And this was somebody that he would see regularly, pretty much just about weekly. So he was telling me the comment he made, which was, you know, could be conveyed as, um, could be perceived as insulting. Certainly to this political party. So my question was, and maybe I'm completely wrong, I'm willing to be wrong. My question was, you know, for, the, for this person to take it so personal, 
about a political figure. There may be political people, you know, in the arena of politics or on the, the public stage of policy who are completely aligned with everything I believe as far as my conservative values and things I hope for my freedom and my health and things like that. But I don't feel it's my place to rise up and go to bat and lock horns with anybody to defend them to the point that we become enemies. Um, and I don't feel that somebody insulting them puts it on me to defend them as if I'm defending a family member. Because the truth is, chances are I'm probably not gonna even meet these people. I had posted an article about a political figure that I agreed with from a southern state, and I got three comments back posting articles um, questioning this person's morals and faith and things like that. And I, you know, I just thought, you know, I've got family members that I don't agree with their maybe morals or faith, but I still can mine for gold of truth out of the things that they say. It doesn't make them all or nothing ruined for me. I mean, certainly if they're criminal or corrupt or evil, but there is truth and there is good in everyone. I'm not just going to write somebody off because somebody comes at me with proof that there is, they, they know there's dirt on them. And then what do we have? A tug of war where I prove there's not, but yet there's more dirt on the people they care about. Who wants to get into that wrestling match? That's exhausting. And I, I mean, maybe that's normal and that's how life is now, but I want no part of that. To me, that is not peace. And that is not sanity, and that is not dignity, and that is not the human experience I want with anyone. I don't want it with anyone. If you're not a family member or close to me, chances are I am not going to hash something out with you in an ongoing argument or dispute. I'm just not. I just spent years in conflict as a child and dysfunction, and then years of struggle trying to overcome financial problems and family problems. I fought too hard for peace and sanity. I fought too hard to get along in this life and to be feel stable and strong to go to bat over a political figure that I'm never probably even going to see face to face. Someone that will never even recognize me in a crowd, know my first name. I'm just not going to do it and I don't understand people going to bat over that. But one of the things I thought about was how this friend who had called me and had insulted his friend's political leader, I thought, you know, it could be that sometimes we put perspective that is a big perspective on a political party or person in leadership because we think that's our survival. If this person isn't right, if this person isn't in power or elected or supported, everything we believe is ruined, is demolished, and our freedom. So we hinge all of that identity on this person or party or, or situation. So when that's insulted, or someone's against that, we believe they're the enemy because that's against my survival. I'm fighting for my life here. This is my freedom. I think we've taken it to that level of importance. And I think to relate it to recovery, that's when we have to come back and step back and think, what can I control here? Some of these events are so big that I can only do what I can do. And then I got to come back and look inward and find my way back to peace and stability. I can't be raging with this situation all the time. I can't be scouring the news all the time for proof that things are going to work out in my favor in order to feel sane and strong and hopeful and at peace. That's just no way to live no matter what's going on in our world. I mean, I guess I always consider myself kind of a terminal optimist that no matter what's going on, even if you know, somebody had a gun to my head, just because I've had to hash things out with my faith and find the good and find hope, I'm going to believe 
that there's good that's going to come from it, whether this life or the next. Good's going to come from everything. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to leave the rest in my higher power's hands. And I'm not going to rage against anybody that doesn't agree with me or see it my way or see it the way of my political party, you know, or whatever the case may be. I mean, there are certain things that are clearly, you know, right or wrong when it comes to issues of crime and victimizing people and violence and all of those issues are, you know, they're clear right and wrong. There's clear issues of good and evil. But when it comes down to severing, ruining, insulting relationships that mattered, that were handled with care and respect and positivity, just ruining that over a difference of opinion, have at it night and day. I want absolutely no part of it. That to me is not healthy rupture and repair. We can rupture how we see something. We can disagree and dispute and even get, you know, passionate about it. But I don't think we need to get hateful, evil, cut each other off, reject each other, turn on each other and see somebody that we've respected and thought well of before as the enemy or on the enemy's team. I just don't think it has to be that way. I think that we can step back and say, you know what? I believe this. I hope for that. My hope is in this person, place, thing, or party, but I'm still going to be kind and I still want to look at people with respect and friendship and whatever the case may be, however the chips may fall, I'm going to leave the bigger events up to the higher power and whatever, however things work out, I'm just going to trust the process and I'm going to be willing to be wrong and I'm still going to handle people with respect and care. Disagreements are not a threat to respect and courtesy and friendship. So with that said, that's all I got on this one. Feel free to message me. I love getting messages. I respond to each one. AnnieUnhooked at gmail.com. You can also message me on the Annie Highwater Recovery Writer um, Facebook page. Um, Please check out my books, Unhooked and Unbroken. I also wrote for a third project that The Ohio State University published called Not Far From Me. Um, Message me if you'd like me to send you any of those or you have questions. I love the interaction. And um, whether we agree or disagree, I wish you well. You have been listening to the Unhooked Podcast. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode by the guests belong solely to the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the host or any affiliated organization or institution. Annie's books, Unhooked and Unbroken, can be found in Amazon, Cokesbury, BarnesandNoble.com, and wherever books are sold. You can find her work by searching Annie Highwater on Facebook. If you have enjoyed the Unhooked podcast, please share, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. We hope you'll keep coming back to listen to the Unhooked podcast. Thank you.